Hey Avs fans, do we have a deal for you? As we all know, there's no other sport like hockey. From the fast tempo to the fights and the highlight reel plays, there's no better way to make it more exciting than betting on it. By understanding the details of each team and every game, you can turn your knowledge into cash with our friends at MyBookie. Nobody gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie has the best payouts and better odds than any other sports book. Hey, maybe they even have a prop for Comcast and Dish signing new TV deals. Guess you'll never know until you check them out. We wouldn't be telling you this if they weren't the best option in the business. You can risk a little or a lot on as many games as you want. With Christmas right around the corner, MyBookie's 12 Days of Christmas event, there are daily gifts, free plays, free spins, and much more. If you join now, MyBookie will also match your deposit with a 50% bonus all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $100, you receive an extra $50 free money to play with. Deposit $200, get an extra $100. You get it. Just use the promo code THPN to activate the offer and take advantage of this. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Welcome to Offside by a Mile, the podcast for anything and everything Colorado Avalanche, and the official Avs podcast for the Hockey Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome to the December 19th episode of the Offside by a Mile podcast. Uh, today it's just Jared and I in studio. Hello. However, we will be joined in just, a, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes by Grant from Hungry for Hawks Talk Pod, the Hungry for Hawks Talk Pod. I mess it up every time. <laughs> uh, he's joining us in studio. It's uh, quite the quite the evening here in Calgary. Hell yeah, getting the old uh, Hockey Pod Net crew together. Some uh, some central buddies. Let's go. I mean, buddies is a bit of a stretch. Yeah, but... that's true. <laughs> uh, so uh, clearly, we're starting with St. Louis because, uh, as expected. The Avalanche didn't pull out the victory because Frig. Because Frig. Oh, man. Okay, this wasn't nearly as bad as the first meeting of the year. Yeah, in October. Was it October? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It wasn't nearly that bad. It wasn't. It might have been early November. I don't know. It's too long ago. My brain's mush. It it is before. It was Grubauer's first game back in about a week after missing... Three, I think four starts. Definitely yeah. parts of four games at least. Mm-hmm. And he played really well. I was yeah. really, really happy with his game. Yeah, I mean. He was one of few that I was very happy with. Yeah, it wasn't his doing that was negative. That's for sure. The uh, Avs lose Monday's game 5-2. One of those being an empty netter. So that's four goals against on Grubauer. Not one of those goals is on him. Yeah, definitely not. And honestly, I don't even know if one of those goals is stoppable by him. I mean, if he does stop one, that's... Uh, That'd be nice. Right. But, like, this is... Surprise, surprise. Tell me if you've heard this before. Hot garbage defending again. Yeah. Uh, it's something that is kind of a dagger, and it's definitely noticeable. It's just... I don't know what it is about the Blues, too, that just uh, they kind of have the Avs number this year. When it comes Not to even it, this year. It's been for a while. You're, yeah, you're damn right about that. Um, it's There's something about the way that the St. Louis Blues swarm that flusters, completely flusters the Avalanche. Like, they, they really start running around like chickens with their heads cut off in their own end. And it's, uh, you know, that's... It comes down to them making mistakes, lack of coverage, and back of the net. It goes. 
this particular game, there was a lot less running around with your head cut off and a lot of just not moving. Yeah, it wasn't running around. It was oh just standing still with your head cut off. Goal number one, <laughs> David Perron. Of course it was David Perron. Right. Because Jared had to ask Tom Of course, because, you know, we talked to Tom. Tom, you're bad luck, okay? If you're listening, frig off, man. <laughs> I love you. bad luck. I love you, but... Uh, this can't happen anymore. It's just... gonna, it's gonna be tough to talk to you anymore because uh, every time we do it, everything that we're talking about just opposites. You know, opposites does not work for me. Yeah. Uh, David Perron scores a beauty. Yeah, the goal itself is not a beauty, but the passing play is gross. Yeah. Uh, but again, kind of like you said, the abs get scrambly. Because the entry in the zone is awful. Yeah. But then they just forget David Perron exists. Yeah, well, that's what it seems like. All six <laughs> guys on the ice had no idea David Perron was there. Right. All six guys. Yeah, yeah, you could say that, all six. Mm-hmm. But eventually, it's tic-tac-toe from Sunquiz to O'Reilly to Perron, back door. Grubauer doesn't even move. But Rantanen's standing there in the middle of nowhere. First of all, why is Rantanen playing in the center position on that play? I don't know how that ended up happening. But he's standing there straight up in the middle, covering nobody, covering no lane, covering nothing. Yeah. And David Perron is back wide open. Yeah. And he just taps it in. Just tap it in. With a minute nine to go in the period. <laughs> yeah. Looking like, okay, it was not a good period. And I was, I was just going to say, this was a pretty bad period for the Awful. Avalanche. But your goalie, who is rusty-ish, played awesome. I Grubauer was calm. He was relaxed. He was... Con- every single movement was just chill. Yeah. The rebound control was on, on point mm-hmm. in this game. And yeah. rather than coming out of this game... Or out of this period, 0-0... You just straight up forget about David Perron, and it's one nothing, and the Avs are going into the second period down a goal. And it's just, you know, there's too many times this year that almost that exact goal gets scored on the Avs. Yeah. Just someone not even that sneakily behind you, just like just off slot, and they're they're chilling. And, they're and then just the cross seam, boom. Unaware that he's even there. Yeah, it, it's remarkable how many times that actually happens. Right? And it's... It's super disappointing, but you can live with it. Yeah. The Avs did not play a period where they deserved to be tied after. 20. Right. To be down, honestly, one nothing in that is not a huge surprise. It's not. Grubauer made yeah. some nice saves. Yeah. And ate up a lot of rebound chances that could have been, been way worse. Right. Second period starts off mighty fine. Right. Almost identical to Perron's goal. Yeah. Not quite on the same tic-tac-toe aspect, but Caudry just finds himself back door wide open, nobody around. Yeah. And that was good because, I don't know, we, I feel like we needed Caudry to get a goal like that just to, like, get him back on, you know, the offensive page. It, it was good to see. Ryan Graves made a really nice play, too. Yeah, he did. Caudry wins the so puck, good. wins the draw right to Graves. Graves goes down the boards, and Caudry somehow finds the soft spot back door. And just sneaks it under Bennington's pad. Yeah. Which has to feel gar- like garbage as Bennington because you're like, yeah, I was there. Right. But how often does a guy smash that one time around the ice? Right. Yeah. That's and I don't, an irregular shot. I don't even think that was an accident. Which is also, I, I, those are such a sneaky, good place to shoot, especially when you're in that tight. Because along the ice shot that heavy, it's Well, like, and especially too. Most goalies can't stretch their leg out and keep the pad on the ice all the way. Right, yeah. Right, on, on a play like that. So it works. It's it's almost a guaranteed goal if Bennington's going to stretch all the way to the post. If Bennington doesn't stretch the post, it's right into the pad, and he right. looks bad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was, a, that was a good bright spot, you know, 55 seconds into the second period. Yeah. You get that game tied back up. That's good. A couple minutes later... There's a huge scramble around the Blues net. Somehow the puck doesn't go in. It was just like, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, it was the, the fourth chaos, line. Man. It was chaos. Right. Bennington ends up on his back, on his elbow, glove down. Somehow keeps the puck out on the post, 
ends up in the net with his puck in the glove and stuff. It was just like a very, very weird play. But I thought the abs were up 2 1 there for sure. Yeah. Really good fourth line shift. Classic, right? Classic. You know, providing energy every time that the abs need it. That, that, exactly. Every time that line is ready to go. So, and then Miko. Miko. Miko, how I love these. And, you know, this is just classic because this is like, these are the power play goals that we we need, you know. It's, First of all, this power play was awesome. It was. It was. This goal was fairly late. Like I think it was like a minute and twenty in or something. Yeah, it was it was getting back on the back half of it for sure. But they had like three or four high quality chances yeah. on this power play. Just really starting to gel and find that, you know, the chemistry and that those top three on that umbrella. And it's funny because Gerard's been, you know, in filling the in there spot. but you know you shouldn't be surprised because this guy quarterbacked pretty much the power play all last year mind you barry was there too but gerard was also very prominent in that quarterback position and man they are they are really fine in it now so that power play was unreal yeah ends up with the beauty one-timer from miko ratnan yeah mckinnon to gerard to ratnan Bam, cheddar, yeah. just inside the uh, the connector on the just, blocker side. Just a freaking bullet, dude! Unreal. You're not saving that, Bennington. Sorry, but no. At first, when I saw it, I thought it went armpit, and then I saw the highlight again, and I was like, "Holy!" It doesn't get any that cleaner than that. Good shot. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, after actually, basically, right after the Kadri goal, the whole momentum of this game really swung back into the Avs' favor. There was a solid, like, 14 minutes of this period, I think. Yeah. Of just Avs dominating. Yeah. Which and is... Bennington playing really well, just like Grubauer did in the first. Yeah. Which is what you expect out of a guy like that who just won the Blues Cup. Right. But the Avs turned the table. They tilted the ice, whatever you want to call it. hmm But again, unfortunately, near the end of the period, Nas takes a brutal high-staking penalty. Yeah. Not a very good look. Destroys Pareko's chin. Yeah. Draws himself a four-minute penalty. No arguing it. It was definitely... He smashed him in the chin. Oh, yeah. It was It was not a light tap, that's no, for sure. It wasn't not, a little visor tap or something. He didn't bite his lip open. Right. Yeah, it wasn't a... Oh. <laughs> let me get Let me get four minutes here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bite on my lip? No, that was... Yeah. And the Avs look like they're doing... Decent for the first minute or so, that penalty kill. But surprise, surprise, the penalty kill lets the Avs down again, like it has almost all season. Mm-hmm. The one the one legitimately weak spot on this team is the PK. Yeah. And it really screwed them. And you know, it, it really hurts without Johnson, you know. He's such a big part of that PK. You, f- you notice it majorly when he's not in the lineup. Well, I definitely noticed it on this one. Well, yeah. Because your favorite guy made life really hard on Gruby on this one. Yeah. This, to me, is the only one that Grubauer could have had. However, Ian Cole doesn't do anything. He literally goes down on one knee, like six feet away from Perron, doing absolutely nothing to block that shot. And Perron just labels that thing under the bar. That's why, like, uh, it's so hard to see Cole on the penalty kill. And I get it. Johnson's on around. That's part of the problem. Exactly. And I get it. But the guy is not very, I don't know, He he's like a liability, man. He's, he's, he's You kind of were saying it today while we were watching the game. He's a liability to the point. Well, sorry, he's been a liability since, like, two weeks into the season. Like, him coming back. Right. That was that first, like, two, three weeks where he was really good. Yeah, coming he wasn't out, bad. I was injury. like, oh, yeah, I'm glad he's back. He's You're like, playing wow. well. The rust is gone. He's playing well. He was plus 10 or something. Yeah. And it has gone downhill so fast. Yeah. And so hard. So, it's 2-2. All right. Not bad. You know, they got to kill the next two minutes off. They should be fine. Get right, right, right. Period. Just get into the third in a tie. That's cool. Oh, you mean like 30 seconds later when they score again? 
Yet again, and because, you know, Kadri had to smack Buddy in the face, we got a four minute here, so you got another two minutes. But this is where my anger really starts. Because we talked to Tom. Right. About how Zadorov has been playing so good and being such a great shutdown defenseman. And who completely blows this one? Not Big Z. Big Z. Ah. Big Z completely blows it. Damn it. Have you ever yeah. seen the the gif of Alexander Ovechkin controller disconnected? Oh, yeah, good call. That was Zadorov on this one and on the fourth one. Yeah. Twice in this game, the Blues score bloopers, man. because Zadorov is just uninterested in this hockey game. That's a good word for it. He looked like he didn't want to play hockey tonight. Or Monday night. Yeah, he uh, yeah, he's just caught out of position too much in this game. And it was yeah, especially noticeable on those two goals, but So uh, again, this is a pretty good pass like tic tac toe passing play. It ends up back door on Grubauer. Again, no it's an, chance. It, it is a nice play. But... It's a nice play. I'm not gonna take anything away from St. Louis. Yeah. But if you watch that play, Zadorov is doing nothing. Yeah. And he gets caught up high for a sec, and then he's scrambling back. And that's the thing, too. When you're scrambling back, you're not, you know, totally defensively focused, losing men. But then, like you, like you said, scrambling back would make me happier. He is coasting yeah. to the net when that puck gets tapped in by Dunn. Yeah. He is coasting. You're right. Because this is a give and go. Vince Dunn has his puck at the blue line, passes it over to Bozak, and then drives the net. Yeah. And Zadorov doesn't drive with him. Yep. If he scrambled and at least tried, I wouldn't be so mad. Mm-hmm. But he didn't try. Yeah, like, you know, even there, there's, like, an opportunity for, like, a dive or something. Like, do, yeah. do something to get in the way. You're, you're, a long, you're a long guy. He's a big boy. <laughs> you got a big stick. Get, get in the lane somehow. Yeah. Yeah, and it's then, unfortunate. So that, thankfully, the power play is over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, the power play is over Woo! at 1923 or into the period. 0 for 2. <laughs> Good solid kill there, yeah. So again, you know, it's three two. The Avs make it through a lot of the third period, still down a goal. And you know, it's just they weren't really getting much. You know, it was like they were they were beat already. Like you said, the Blues suffocate you. Yeah, that's the thing too, right? They go up by. I I was listening to some radio in Toronto today, and they were kind of talking about the Leafs game on Tuesday night where they were up three goals and they almost gave it away to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. It's been an issue with the Leafs for a long time where they haven't had the ability to just lock down a game. The St. Louis Blues, they had a one-goal lead. They had a one-goal lead that was going to last the rest of the game. Right, right. They There was no question. And I kind of said this before. When the Avs played the Leafs uh, in Colorado. Oh, right, yep. Right, where the Leafs looked like they were coming and... Avs gave them nothing. Right. It's in them. They can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. They've already proven that they can. Well, you want to step it up a notch? Watch the St. Louis Blues. Right. Because the Avs are talented. Mm-hmm. We all know this. It's not a, It's not news. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get a like a solid scoring chance in that first half of the third period. Right. And then what makes it 10 times worse is watching Jordan Cairo, who's a rookie, who's Arguably going to be a very good NHL player. Mm-hmm. Probably a top six guy for the St. Louis Blues eventually. Yeah, like Tom was saying too, yeah. Grubauer, it, it looks... Well, I mean, if you're Grubauer, most of the time, that player is going to make the shot short side and not try and force a wraparound. However, that is a one-on-one, and Grubauer has Zadorov as a backdoor pressure man. Yeah. Except, guess what? The... Place that Zadorov has to go, and this is not, I'm not on Grubauer's side here. This is hockey. That second defenseman goes to the back post to prevent a wraparound every single time. Well, and if it's not, it's not even to protect the wraparound all the time. It's to protect everything that he can create Do off that there. play. Yeah. Because if, if Zadorov skates to the post, he can't wrap the puck around. He can't throw the puck in front of the net. And he can't drive the front of the net from there. All he's got is turn back around or rim back to the Or D. keep skating or up the board. Exa- or exactly. Yeah. Right? And again, Zadorov doesn't look interested. And he stops at the top of the crease. 
and does nothing. And like, I, I'm wondering. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He just was not interested. Yeah, it, it, that's like a, just the perfect term for it. He has yeah. been the Avs' best defenseman. Defenseman. Yeah, best defensive defenseman. Yeah. For the last three weeks. Yeah. During this last 10-game stretch. Mm-hmm. We talked to Tom, and it immediately stops. <laughs> <laughs> Punches us right in the face. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? And then, surprise, surprise, David Perron, hat trick, empty netter. Yeah. I mean, you Are know. you serious? And see, this that's, like, kind of what I was talking about during the Chicago-Colorado game tonight. Yesterday for everyone else. Um, it's super interesting to see coaches pull the goalie so fucking early. Like yeah. four and a half minutes, I think. Just over four minutes anyway. That is a long time. Like I get that you're down two goals. But that's just, I think that's just taking a step back. Every time you do that, like, do you know how much time it takes one break or sorry, one breakout. And then one more nice pass. Someone can just get in over the red line and they'll put that in the back of your net. Do you know how many good freaking NHLers are out there that can definitely shoot the puck probably from the opposite side of the net and hit the net if given enough time? What was the play? I can't remember who it was, but somebody scored an empty netter from behind their net with a sauce, like a wrist shot that went like, in the right. air from behind the net into the net. It was in the air the entire time. Yeah. Players can do that. Players can put it on the ice and do whatever you like. Players are going to score in that empty net in four minutes. Right. Like that. That's going to happen too long. I, I felt like we got away from that too. But we're seeing it quite a few good times old, here in the last even week and a half. Good like, old Patty Roy had to start something. And now everybody's just, ah, <laughs> right. how far can we push it? Maybe we'll put it <laughs> right. 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, he was the first one to do it realistically. He and, was. Yeah. And that was only like two and a half minutes. Yeah. And everyone was like, whoa. whoa. Now we're doing four and a half minutes? Get real here. Like, you don't have to pull him that early. No. It, it doesn't matter. If you can't score a goal in 10 minutes, what's the point of pulling your goalie? Like, I totally get it. You're most likely going to lose the game anyway. So what's the harm in pulling your goalie? It's, it's all about timing, though. But, yeah, like, if you have full zone pressure or something, like, okay, Yeah, sure. that makes sense. You know, they just ice the puck? Sure. What are you doing just pulling your goalie? It's all willy-nilly, four and a half minutes left. Whatever. Let's go. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't think it was going like to fix... This wasn't going to fix anything. Yeah, no. It, it, it really wasn't. But I don't care if you're down two. The only way, the only way, in my opinion, you should get scored on in an empty netter with four minutes to go in a game is if you're down three goals right? in a playoff game. Because yeah. if you're down three goals in a regular season game, don't even bother. Right. Well, yeah. Like, what the hell's the point? Right. Unless but, you get one, and then you can do it. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Right? It, you need something. Like, you need something to build off four if you minutes pull that. Is ludicrous. Yeah, it, it, it really is. But, you know. It's, <sighs> it's okay. It's okay. It is. The last time we talked to Tom, the Avs were on a heater. They hit St. Louis, and they want a big skid. But we had the Blackhawks on Wednesday night. Exactly. And we know how the Avs play against the Blackhawks. Yeah. And up next, we're going to talk with Grant about how the Avs played the Blackhawks. All right. This week's Across the Rink guest is a very special guest. He is in studio and everything. Uh, We've talked to this guy before, Grant from... Uh, hungry for Hawks talk you pod. Got it. You got it. I always mess it up. I always think it's just Hawks talk pod because yeah. <laughs> that's all I ever call it. Uh, anyway, welcome Grant. Thanks for having me, boys. This yeah, is uh, this is quite the fucking setup here. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. Uh, glad we could share it with somebody finally. Yeah, this is a yeah, this is just great. a very convenient time that you end up in Calgary yep. with us. Yeah, yep. just Back home when, for the holidays. Just when the Avs play twice in four days, mm-hmm. Avs and the Hawks play twice in four days. Yep. Yeah, what are the chances? <laughs> Much funny. to uh, our misfortune, you know. <laughs> well, it's only been three of four games. Like, I mean, yeah. you could still turn it around. <laughs> big comeback on Saturday. Yeah, let's yeah. hope for it. I you mean, know, finish with a bang. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're recording this post game, just like the rest of the episode. Post game Wednesday night. 
Grant really needs that beer because that was uh all Hawks fans need this beer. Yeah. <laughs> this is for all the Hawks well, right, fans out there. Right before you, we, right before we started recording this, you looked at the standings and were very happy with. It's what not we a saw. good idea. Don't look. Uh, it was a very bad idea. <laughs> as a Hawks fans, you should probably avoid that unless you need to go to therapy or yeah. for some reason want to go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just not not good for your health. No, it's now not. as fans on the other hand, uh, it's pretty good for our health. Right? I mean, yeah, you know, 3-0 against the Hawks. And, uh, you know, we needed a good bounce back from the Blues game. So we all need a good. bounce back from the now, Blues game. Now, <laughs> says everybody in the league. <laughs> yeah. Now, my thoughts are we kind of do a post game on Wednesday night's uh, win for the Avs, we'll call it. Just simply sure. a win. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't as bad as the back-to-back earlier this season. And then we'll do a, a, a pregame for Saturday's game. Sure. But first, I'd like to ask you uh, for your biggest standout from the game tonight, aside from what we're going to get to from the end of the game, and you know what I'm talking about. No, I'm going. I'm starting with that first. Oh, I got it. Come on, <laughs> I got to start with that first, man. All right, yeah. Since should. we're since we're uncensored now, that's true, right? Yeah. Samuel Gerard, go fuck yourself, buddy. <laughs> like, that was so unnecessary, what he did there after the whistle. Agreed. Just dumps Alex Dabrinkit after he takes a shot, right? I, need, I know you're a little sour after, uh, after losing to, to Alex Dabrinkit in the last game. In a, in a heavyweight tilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah lightweight tilt of the you, century. You uh, reminded me of that. I yeah. totally forgot about that fight. <laughs> totally, completely forgot. But, I mean, yeah, that was just completely unnecessary. Um Samuel Gerard, he turtled too when uh, when Gustafson came in to. to yeah, because he's got teammate. like a foot on him. So <laughs> you you make a hit like that, you know that's a dirty hit. You well, know for, you yeah. know some retribution is coming. The fact and, that he didn't get a penalty for that is th- sorry. Well, sorry, the fact that he drew a penalty for that. Right, that's what I was going to say. The fact that the Avs went on the power play after that was yeah. like, oh boy. Yeah, you could tell too. The Avs felt bad about it. Yeah, that was yeah, an awful yeah. power play. They, they just sat they back. They didn't score on that power <laughs> play, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we played we played pretty well that first period, right? We were down We were down early. Minus um, the 19 shots? Yeah, well, yeah. Against? That. Yeah, 19. That. 19 to 6? 19 to 6, yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't very good. It wasn't but pretty. It was good that we were able to come back after you guys scored that goal. What was it, like 35 seconds later? Um, yeah, it was right quick. Within yeah, a minute, a minute anyway. seven. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, Felt like 35, yeah. for sure. That's what I said. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that that's good that they had that fight in them. But after that, it just looked, I mean, the guys on the after show, on the post-game show, said there were, a t- there were times where the Blackhawks just seemed overpowered. And that's the understatement of the year. Like, they were just... That's what you would expect from the Avs playing the Hawks. Uh, I'm not going to... But... No comment on that one. But. But at, well, yeah. like, But at the same time, right? If you, if you think back to the game, aside from, like, that really weird bounce that went, ended up going off the post after it went off Ian Cole, off Francois, off yeah. the post and out. Yeah. Was there really dangerous chances? No. Aside from Carpenter going shelf? No. There wasn't. That's the thing. They uh, they really didn't create very many scoring chances, uh, and that's surprising because they actually played really well against Minnesota in their last game. They they uh, were actually able to score the first two goals. They let Minnesota come back in and uh, tie the game twice, but they were able to hold them off. Um, but I mean, that just goes to show you what kind of team the the Avalanche are. You know, they when you give them an opportunity to to take advantage they take advantage and you know that Andre Burakovsky goal like both those those goals were just pure snipes like just yeah, off cheese they were just picking on uh on Crawford's blocker side all game and yeah you, it, I mean it showed right Crow's uh Crow's blocker and and glove hand have have not been good lately you know he's he seemingly lost his touch and but you look at the final numbers in the game and Crawford ends up with a 9-14 which is yeah. Basically league average. Yeah. And yeah. it's just a case of mm, your team has to s- limit some chances. Like 36 shots, like you said, yeah. pregame. Mm-hmm. Oh, average, right. sticking right on average yeah. for the Blackhawks. Yeah. 36 yeah. against every game. Per game. Yeah, that's their average. And they nail it right on the head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 been bad, right? Like our defense has been 
just porous on the on the, in the defensive zone. Um, we're not taking away those high danger scoring chances. And when we're in the offensive zone, we're in the we get into the habit of of trying to make that extra pass, and it just doesn't work out. We're not taking enough shots. Yeah, and you know one thing I thought that the Hawks did well later on in the game, going through the game, was kind of you know mingling up that uh, mingling. That's not the right word, but you know what I mean. Uh, the neutralize, you know, yeah, limiting a lot more of those rush chances anyway. And I thought it was kind of going to, you know, work in their favor a little bit more as we went on. But it just, you know, capitalization didn't really happen. Mm -hmm. I think that was kind of the dagger. But I thought they did well at limiting as the game went on. But, yeah, when you when you get that uh, Burkletschke snipe and oh the Rantanen, or Rantanen, McKinnon snipe, it's yeah. just like, oh, yeah. That's what happens, though. You know, Avs have a lot of weapons like that up front. Um, but yeah, if you know, that's probably the better, or the better of the three in those three matchups that I have happened this year oh, for, for the sure. Blackhawks. Yeah. You look yeah. at the back-to-back from earlier, and it was yeah. just complete domination yeah. that whole way. Yeah, it was yeah. a whole different story those two games. Right? And yeah. we did say on your podcast the one guy to watch in that back-to-back -back was Burkowski, who ended up being oh, hurt right. from that got, series, right, that right. two-game set. That's right. Well, here you go. Yeah, it was a little late, a little later than expected, yeah. but he got to show you what we told you to look for. Yeah, yeah right. that's right. That's right. And it was a beautiful pa It was a beautiful play, right? Mm -hmm. he, he, that he, he showed wrist, off some hands. Yeah, that wrister, that release through yeah. the legs, shelf. Like, whoa. Yeah, well, just... even before that, tracking the puck. That too. Yeah. Taking the puck off yeah. uh, out of the air and, and bringing it down and, you know, walking around the defenseman and using him as a screen too to to just wire it fucking glove hand man yeah, that hidden shot like he's just got one of those very secret well, hidden shots right? you know what i mean yeah, we've talked about it on many an episode i have yeah when as a goalie when you can't see that release mm -hmm. it is incredibly difficult to try and catch up to where it's going especially in the nhl game right like a guy mckinnon burgovsky that was a rocket yeah and totally. if you're not right on top of that, the moment it leaves the stick, you're screwed. Yeah. If he hits the right corner, if he hits the right spot, it's in every time. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> and I mean, this game just shows like the way the plot, the Hawks are playing is just not sustainable. We can't play this way. No. Right. We, we were able to clog up the neutral zone because we knew that we couldn't stop anything if you guys entered our D zone. So like there was, we had no choice, but to clog the neutral zone and hope that we could cause a turnover and, and go the other way. But, right. you know, you guys have, have, are so good at, at getting bodies in front of the net and taking away the passing lanes that, you know, it, it makes the cross-ice passes by Kaner and, and Debrinkit just ineffective because you just clog that up and we don't have an offense. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It sucks. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> You know, it's like lots of teams, Chicago included, it's been such a big turnover. Like the last, you know, five, six years, there's been just such a turnover of powerhouse teams. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just like a completely different situation, especially like if I guess it's kind of both in the East and West. But like the West has changed so much in the past few years. Just like, you know, L.A. is gone. Yeah. San Jose's falling out this year. Chicago's kind of, you know, falling out now. We're fucking last. Anaheim. Man. Like, it's what just... happened to Anaheim, too? <laughs> so many different situations going on and just, like... Changing of the guard. Exactly. And about time. All, the, yeah. all these bottom teams you had, you know, years but, and years and years to accumulate all these draft picks. and. Blah. But again, right, mm -hmm. it's, it's the case of this is what a salary cap does yep. to your sport. 100%. And, and it gives you that not, very limited it's, time window. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, no. For you sure. were talking about it while yeah. we were watching the game. Yeah. All these Blackhawk fans with the fire call it in yeah. or whatever you want to call Let's it. Let's send them down. I want to send down Stan Bowman and Jeremy Colleton. Fuck off. <laughs> right? It's, it's, you guys have three Stanley Cups in your pocket. Yeah. In the last 10 years. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, I take that. I think only Pittsburgh's been able to say anything about that. Yeah. Right. right? right? Like, so it's like, it's... You can't be a dynasty forever yeah. in a salary cap world. You cannot be. No. Nope. I mean, you can try, but that would mean you would have had to got rid of Patrick Kane. You would have got rid of, had to get rid of 
Yeah, you gotta, Taves, you gotta you make to get some rid of, hell of a moves, man. Like, you have to get rid of Seabrook. You have to get rid of Keith before signing into these monster deals. Yeah. Seabrook was on his deal for the last cup, I believe. Maybe the last two. Yeah. Uh, I Keith, think so, I think, yeah. was on his deal too. But you have to get rid of them before they're anchors where Seabrook is an anchor. Yeah. Now. Yeah, yeah totally. Keith is surviving, I think. Like, he didn't look terrible yeah. tonight. Yeah. But I he's think... also not the Duncan Keith that won them Stanley Cups. No. For right? sure. Obviously. Yeah, he's definitely slowed down. And, I mean, that's what happens when you're pay- playing, like, 25 minutes yeah. a night. Right. For and 10, 12 yeah, years. For the longest time, he yeah. was one of the tops in TUI, yeah. for sure. And as as much as you want to get angry at Stan Bowman, Stan Bowman made those tough decisions on guys like Dustin Bufflin. Yeah. Right. Right? Like, he made Andrew plenty Latt, of yeah, those. Yeah. yeah, Andrew Ladd. Yeah. Plenty of those decisions on the way to those three cups. Yeah. Eventually, it's just the case of... Okay, Jonathan Taves, you won us three Stanley Cups. You're our captain. We're keeping you around. We're going to sign you to big money. We were talking about it. We talked about it last time we talked to you. Yeah. We were talking about it tonight. Yeah. Patrick Kane is still worth $10.5 million. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Taves, on the other hand, not so much. No. His off-ice uh, leadership char- like characteristics and stuff like that, the intangibles. Yeah. Sure, they're worth something. Yeah. But it ain't $10.5 million. No, it's more like six. Yeah, right? Seven. So it's like, yeah. if you want to have those kind of players on your team, you can't be a cup contender. But at the same time, as a fan, I want to have those guys on my team still. Yeah. Because they won you, they took you to the promised land. Yeah. Right? And it's just, it's it blows my mind that a team or a fan base like that, yeah. and I understand the Chicago fan base is a fickle mistress. I get that. Mm-hmm. But it blows my mind that you can be so uh, just barely removed from success like that. Yeah. And already be pissed off and ready to burn the house down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we gotta we gotta get in line. You know, Edmonton yeah. Edmonton's been bad for for years, <laughs> for years. But they didn't trade for Taylor Hall, so I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, but but yeah. I mean, it's you, you can't you can't have your cake and eat it. You know, like it's 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 one of those kind of situations. And I'm sure if you ask any Hawks fan. Would you trade having those three cups for the situation that we're in now? Everybody would say no, right? Like you want those three cups and and this is just like, we had this conversation with Tom from St. Louis too, from the Blue Notes podcast. And it's just, this is our reckoning. Just like it's Los Angeles's reckoning. Right. Right. We both had, we both had those dynasty teams. We both won enough cups in the last 10 years or in the last five years, I guess it would be. And like, you know, this is just got to keep your head down and, uh, and, and keep going. And, and with the way talent is going now too, like you're not having to wait eight, six years for your, for your draft picks to come up. That's like, true, right? You can get an 18 year old who comes right out of the gate. Yeah. Just killing it. Like you, got a, guy, you yeah. got a guy like the brink cat. Yeah. Yeah. Who was just a stud already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And Kirby and, doc has been struggling lately. But he's a stud. Um, but he's gonna be a stud. Mm-hmm. He's just gonna grow and and. Strom looks great since the trade. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we have the pieces. It's just we may not. Our blue. Our blue line is is suspect, and and we're gonna For need sure. a starting goaltender next year. Um. But you know these are things that we can address in the next three four years, and that's not a bad. That's not a long time to wait. Realistically, well, again, look at the Oilers. That's been ten years of trash, and you have to go through the process, right? Like yeah. the Oilers kind of tried to cheat the process lots of times, right? The Trying Maple to bring Leafs, up eighteen-year-olds. The Maple Leafs and... cheated the process for a long time too. The yeah. Vancouver Canucks are currently cheating the process. Like, like, <laughs> look at the Red Wings, man. The Red Wings made the playoffs twenty-five years yeah. in a fucking There's row. That. Yeah, and now yeah. here they go. They're they're paying their dues right now. So yeah, having probably the worst season of their franchise probably like in in the modern era yeah anyway obviously since any of us have been born yeah Yeah, exactly exactly (laughs) um so one thing i kind of wanted to touch on yeah is mark crawford's situation Mm -hmm. oh yeah uh we haven't really got into much of this stuff we jared and i talked about it a couple weeks ago or not even a couple episodes ago with the uh the trainer and Colorado, like the Colorado Eagles team, uh, Tony, Tony Danes, Danes or, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. Um, Good who, riddance. Who cares? Who cares what his name is? Get out of here. <laughs> uh, Akeem, Alou, Akeem Alou apparently accepted his apology and 
Oh, uh, yeah. Tony will not... Well, he hopes Tony will not lose his job, basically. Hmm. Uh, but I wanted to talk to you about Crawford because yeah. Crawford is a very different situation than yes. we've seen anywhere else in this whole code of conduct situation. Yes. He is actually getting his job back behind the bench because he has seeked help prior to this coming out this time. Like, he had yes. seeked help from the moment he did it. Yes. In the form of therapy and la la la. Yeah, yeah, according to reports. According right. to reports. Um, And I think I think this is the right move, honestly. I do too. Right? Because, like, okay, so people are saying, oh, cancel culture has has reached NHL. And... You know, this is this is important because the guy is remorseful. He knows that he did something wrong. He obviously wasn't going to come out and say anything about it, right? He wanted to make sure that his job security was there. And I think this is the right move because he's obviously taken steps to improve. He's taken the steps to... Um, I don't want to... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't want to say that he's making reparations, but he knows he did something wrong. Yeah, it's not okay what he Recognition, did. Recognition, yeah. basically, I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah, he knows that he did something wrong, and he went and look, went for help, and he received it. And since then, he's been a different person. And I think that this people need the opportunity to for a second chance. Yeah. Especially and, if they're willing to work for it and kind yeah, of pay for it in a way, exactly. right? Well, and it's it's also not a fact of he started going to therapy yesterday. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not like, oh, he got in trouble, so I'm going to say sorry now yeah. opposed to then. Yeah. This is a very, very different narrative from what happened here in Calgary with, with Bill Peters. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is not, oh, I apologize when I did it, and yeah. the accuser saying, no, you didn't. Yeah. That's the totally different. Or his half-ass apology yeah. letter. You know? Yeah, right. I resign. Like, yeah. I resign. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. And blah, blah, blah. so this is a very different narrative. And, you know, like if if any organization understands the um, the effect and the power of a second chance, it's, it's, the, it's the Blackhawks, right? Because, you know, we have a guy who needed a second chance and got one. Robin Lehner um, was mm-hmm. struggling with, with his uh, – with his, um mental health mental health issues and and alcoholism Mm -hmm. and you know he he admitted that he was a bad person during that time and it was a very dark time in his life and if he didn't get that second chance he wouldn't be here today no so this is crushing it just like he did last year yeah for sure so yeah i think this is this is a a good move by the organization to not just react and fire the guy right away when when allegations came out um, they did their due diligence in in investigating what happened. Uh, and they suspended him during this time, and they've extended that suspension until past the new year. And he'll be back and behind the bench. So, I think it's I think it's a good move. It's Hell, nice to see yeah. this work out in a more positive light than the rest of them have. Yeah, I'm still curious as to what happened with Jim Montgomery. Right. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like, it's not necessarily fair to dig, but at the... And it's probably, you know, who knows if we'll even ever find out. Well, exactly, right? They they kept it pretty hush-hush for a reason. Yeah. Who knows if we know everything about everyone, right? Let's see. Exactly, yeah. Do we? No. Is Mark Crawford the last domino? Probably (laughs) not. Probably not, yeah. I think it's funny, too, though, that that teams now have to say that um, when when they fire a guy, it's it's purely for... Hockey related, yeah, like, like the there's nothing like right. yeah with the that board, never yeah. used to be a question, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, at exactly. all. This is purely hockey related. Yeah, it's like oh, okay. yeah, just a purely hockey related move. It has nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, so yeah, you can yeah. give this guy a job. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we just don't want him here. Yeah, exactly. you can give him a job, but we advise you don't. Yeah, because <laughs> he sucks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows what happened with Jim Montgomery. The no. players didn't even know. Like everybody seemed to be blindsided by it. He slept with someone's wife. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> who knows? It's the but... whole uh, who was that? Carlson and yeah, who's that? Stone. Uh, Mike Hoffman. Hoffman. Oh, it was Hoffman, yeah. right? It was Hoffman. Yeah. Right. Did you guys see that story a couple of weeks back? No. Where they played each other, and and Hoffman was like, "Yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to fight him the whole time on the ice. I was trying to get him to fight me, and he wouldn't." 
Like, dude, what? come on, man. Get over oh, yourself. Oh, man. Like, just let it go. <laughs> that was Hoffman? Yeah, that really? was Hoffman, man. What in the world? Yeah. Laser. Crazy. It's not on my team. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so uh, Saturday's game. Yes. I know you're not looking forward to it, probably. I'm not. <laughs> not after what, what what was that stat that we got after after the game there? Uh, sixteen to six yeah. was the scoring yeah. so far in the three mm, games right. we yeah. have. Yeah, how can I look forward to that? Yeah, that's rough. Uh, <laughs> like... Maybe Crawford start again too, won't it? Uh, maybe more than likely. Well, Laner should go tomorrow. He'll have two days off, so I'd hope Laner goes again. Yeah, both Hawks and Avs got back to backs. It's not yeah. very. It's not normal for the Hawks to play two in a row for. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, who knows? Who knows, right? It, it 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 hasn't seemed to matter whoever we put in the net. That's so. true. Because um, yeah, you, you saw both goalies last time in the back to back. So, what do you think we can expect on Saturday? I mean, it's going to be in Colorado, so you know, another probably five two game. <laughs> so I don't know, man. It's just the Hawks can't seem to beat anybody in the top, right? We we lost badly to Arizona. Last week, we lost badly to St. Louis when we had we coughed up a three nothing lead in the third period. Right, I forgot oh, that yeah. was against the Blackhawks. Yeah. Uh, we were able to beat Minnesota, but you know Minnesota's just kind of been Minnesota. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean we we have a tough test tomorrow against the Jets. Like they're gonna be they're gonna be a tough team for us to play against as well. I mean because they're real top heavy. I was talking yeah. to Brendan Farrell um, earlier on and. If we, I don't see, <laughs> we can't stop their top six. I don't think, you know, it's just, <laughs> well, it's just, uh, it's yeah. just the way it is. I mean, how we haven't been able to in against upper competition in, in, in a while. The and, thing that's crazy to me though, is the fact that like you said that Chicago's last in the West, but they're only 13 and 16. Like, yeah, they got six overtime losses, but that's not that yeah. like compared to the super stellar. Eastern Conference at <laughs> nine and twenty four is your yeah. last place team. That's true. Like that's that's a pretty solid record for. Yeah, that's a four game winning streak actually. How poorly to get up to uh, five hundred right? Yeah, yeah, right. Like it's not, it's not that bad. It, it to me is very surprising with where they're situated. Like to me, thirteen and sixteen, you should be at least sitting like, you know, third or fourth or fifth last, mm-hmm. not last. Yeah. And it's not like they've played a bunch less games or anything. Like no. they're in, up in, like at par with most of most of the teams. Mm-hmm. To me, it's just incredible. Yeah, I mean that just goes to what Jared was saying earlier. Like, there's just the Western Conference is just so much more competitive now. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, it was always tight before. But... It was always tight, especially in the Central. Yeah, but it's never really been this tight. Yeah. top to bottom. Yeah. Like, For normally sure. you still had terrible Arizona teams or one of the two Arizona – or, sorry, Colorado. Oh, my. <laughs> Calgary is the C word I'm looking for. Yes. <laughs> Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver. One of those teams was generally uh, yeah. bad. Yeah. Right? You had stuff like that going on where it just doesn't seem like anybody well, like, is that bad. And I also feel like the average, you know, like the median mark in the West is, like, higher now. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like – there used to be quite a drop off, you know. Mm-hmm. Once you get out of, or even you know, into the wild card, there was like quite a big drop off of not 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 even points, just like general talent, and like overall kind of scheme of each team. Do yeah, we remember? Like, do we remember last year? Yeah, the turtle, the turtle race, the turtle <laughs> race for the wild card spots. Yeah, exactly. There was what six or seven teams racing for those two wild card spots, yeah. including the Blackhawks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah, uh, and I guess us, the Avs yeah. too. Yeah, and you you guys ended up squeaking yeah, in, they, and, yeah. and yeah, right. It's crazy. That's two years in a row. But instead of it being the top ten teams in the conference, it's every team. Yeah, it's it's a lot now. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah, it's it's funny too because like you see these teams and they go on runs and then they go on losing skids yeah. and it's just I think that's kind of been the main reason why everybody is packed together is because. Um, everybody's kind of taking a turn at going on a streak and then losing, going on a skid, and and like they just kind of make up the points on each other. We were talking about that, I don't know, a few episodes ago. Yeah, the only team that 
hasn't seemed to do that? Winnipeg. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They've just kind of been. Yeah, they just win like steady. three, lose one, win two, lose one. Right. Yeah. Is yeah. that it's crazy? Yeah. Of all the teams in the Western Conference, yeah, that we expected to, to be near the bottom, mm-hmm. or to like, it's the one team that's been the most consistent. Yeah. Right. To have the most consistency in the Jets is super awkward. Yeah. <laughs> especially, no, for sure. Especially because normally when you look at inexperience, you lose out on consistency. Yeah. And somehow, as a lineup whole they've been able to just be consistent. It's crazy what's happening in Winnipeg. Yeah. You know what's really funny, though? Um, if you boys listen to the to the interview I had with Brendan before, uh, he doesn't see that see it that way. Really? He's not high on the Winnipeg Jets this year. Well, I wouldn't be high on them either because yeah. they shouldn't be where they are. Yeah, yeah, and but, that's what he was basically saying. Like, but I don't think... The fact that they're the only team this season that hasn't just been hot garbage for two weeks. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure, and part of that's like I think a hun- a lot of that has to do with Hellebuck. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about this stud. at the beginning of the year. People were I watched it on Twitter. People were calling for Hellebuck's head. Right. If you want to make fun of the Carlton down to the AHL yeah. comments, they were saying that they're like he's not an NHL goalie anymore. And I was what? like, what? <laughs> and then again, even he's know the he reason did last year. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's the reason they're sitting third uh, in the yeah. Central. Yeah, yeah, and you see an evolving. Uh, uh, you, you see, Line's game has invo- has evolved. Um, yeah, Ehlers' game has evolved. Shifley has fucking taken another just level. Keeps getting better. Yeah, right? it's just crazy. Yeah, it's it, it's, it's it, funny too because Aho was like, yeah, Line's. Uh, <laughs> he back checks now. Yeah, yeah, your back checks now. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. Yeah, but yeah, I Old mean, line mates. I watched them play at the Calgary Max Midget Tournament. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that right. was crazy. Uh, they were. I remember you 16, saying that. 17 years old. Man, crazy. were they good. Yeah. Good old junior tournament in Calgary here for you guys that don't know. Midget tournament. Or midget, yeah. What am I saying? Sorry. <laughs> Little people. Max. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Max U16 tournament. Eight, yeah. 17? U17? 17. Whatever it is. Uh, no, 18. Six, 18? Under 18, yeah. Really? Yeah. 15, oh, yeah. 16, 17. 17. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. You're right. Anyway, <laughs> we've uh, made that joke on our other podcast because yeah. Calgary and I think most of Canadian hockey is going to the age number. Uh, minor hockey tiers yeah. opposed to midget, minor, uh, tyke, and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just like to call sense. it the little people league right. now for yeah. midget. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh, anywho, um, might as well get you out of here because you got a podcast to go kind of record. So, yeah, I guess kind of. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. It's yeah. late. <laughs> it's been a blast, man. Yeah. I'm glad we could get together. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm, I'd like to come back anytime, but you know, I guess we don't play each other until playoffs, right? Playoffs, yeah, yeah. Playoffs. yeah there you go. Playoffs. Hey, I will playoffs. say this. Uh, Are you kidding me? In our other podcast, we uh, just did like you know around the American Thanksgiving date, we kind of do some you know predictions, wild predictions, and mm. you know because of the whole you know American Thanksgiving being the date milestone. If you're, if you're in the playoffs, you're probably gonna make the playoffs. Right. right. So uh, we are kind of, you know, we always do like a random, who's the underdog that you can think? Who's the or, dark horse? The, yeah. This year's St. Louis Blues. Yeah, exactly. This St. Louis and Blues. And I picked, I, I want you to know, I picked the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, thank so, you, man. So. That's good to know. You know, if they do come back into the playoffs, you can thank me. You got, okay, you got some brown stuff on your nose over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. You know, uh, I'm still confident in this team. We have the pieces, like I say, but we got to dramatically change the way we're playing because we need to keep those leads up and and uh, and score goals. I mean, that's that's basically it. Keep the puck out of the net, lower the shots on goal every game because um, this is not a sustainable way to play. Your yeah. goaltenders aren't letting you down. It's no, the defense. It's the defense for sure. Yeah, when you said that thirty-six average shots on net yeah. against that, that is that's never- alarming. That yeah. is never going to work. That's alarming. Yeah. It's good for fantasy, but uh, <laughs> not in real life, boys. Yeah. Not in real life. All Wait, right. before we go, oh. though, what what are your thoughts on the on the Hall trade? I know oh, it's not our division. Right, right. It's not our division. It's the best part about it. Yeah. It got him out. Uh, like, he came to the West. That's fine. Yeah. It was kind of a given. We said it. We talked to Tom about it on, on Monday's episode. Yeah. Neither of us wanted him. Yeah. Yeah, because you were both kind of like in... It was you... Arizona and and the St. Louis, yeah, who were those were the highest. That was it seemed like runners, the front runners, right? Yeah. 
I am so ecstatic that Joe Sackick didn't pay that. Yeah. Did you well, think he over? Do you think Shero or uh, Chaka over? Here's the thing that I would like to say about oh, Arizona is I think what they are doing with this Hall trade and everything, I think this is epic for them because for sure. this is them putting all their money down on them this year. Mm-hmm. Like we have a good team this year. Everyone's buying into this different kind of process or uh, way that we play, basically. And this is the exact kind of player like we've talked about, me and you, Tyler, on numerous episodes now, probably two now. That's the exact kind of player that Arizona needed Mm -hmm. to kind of give them another boost to, like, compete offensively with all these other teams because they are one of the best defensive teams out there right now. That's the thing. And his advanced stats numbers are good, which makes you know that Chaika wants to get him. Oh, yeah, Chaika, the the guy who basically started all the statistics, yeah. It's just interesting to me because, like, they play a trap system, but you got two of the running gunners on your on the team now, Phil Kessel and Taylor Hall. Like, how yeah, is that yeah, gonna, complete opposite kind. How of... is that gonna work with the yeah, team? Interesting. I don't know. It's just, do you think they're good enough to make a deep run this year? I I don't do. think they're good enough to be leading the Pacific right now. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what I mean. So, right? the fact that they are doing it is crazy, but. Again, like you kind of said, they play they play defensive hockey. Yeah. But they're still plus 14 in goals differential. Yeah. Which I mean, you're still doing something right at that point. Mm-hmm. That's why I just say, you know, hats off to you, Arizona, for really going for it this yeah. year. But not Show going... up to the friggin' games. Yeah, come like, on. Holy yeah. cow. I know at the team. end of at the end of last season it looked like they started to get a lot of sellouts. I started hearing a lot about that. So yeah. But Keep it up the and, one thing about them you know. going like all in on their team, quote unquote all in, it's not Columbus where they're selling the yes, farm. Yes, and and not yeah. giving they up didn't, all their. They picks. didn't lose like their yeah. top three prospects in yeah, this yeah. trade. They lost a lot of pieces. That first round pick is yeah, big. It's big. That mm-hmm. third round pick that potentially is a first, most likely to me a second at best, mm-hmm. is big. Like that's uh, to me, I wouldn't even wanted the Avs to pay the first and the second. Never mind the three. Po- mediocre prospects yeah. yeah but like the defenseman kid they got bon or whatever ball ball yeah sorry. that super tall guy. six seven yeah. 240 or something yeah he's it's massive Chara. wow yeah is he gonna make the nhl though well that's, that's it he might not make it but again that's why they gave up on them like yeah. arizona gave up on these guys for a reason mm-hmm. to a point right yeah um but i, I i'm happy it's arizona yeah because i think it was the perfect fit mm-hmm. yeah and it still doesn't make me scared of Arizona, and it doesn't. An and it doesn't make <laughs> yeah. me regret the Avs not going after yeah. Hall. Well, that's, yeah. somebody. Somebody when in, when the trade was finalized, I saw a tweet and it was like, "It's going to be for X value," and Avs fans are going to be pissed that Sakic didn't pay that. And then I saw the value and I was like, "Nope, thank <laughs> you very much. I'm happy with not paying that. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean." I some could say like why wouldn't you just wait until the off season to to sign him to try to sign him but he's not gonna go to Arizona. they have that like well exactly that's why he hasn't signed there yeah. well that's, that's why the there thing, isn't right? and you know that's you why know, there's not a deal attached to this it's yeah. not because oh he's this close to free agency he might as well do it Mark Stone signed Mark yeah. Stone's a better player than Taylor Hall well Chaka Chaka did say that um, he didn't ask for permission to talk to him. To talk extension. Oh yeah, okay. He just tra- he just went out that? straight up. So that's what I mean. That's what he said. Do you believe that? Yeah, well, that's what he said. For me, it's I don't like know I that. for <laughs> me, it's also you never know what can happen. You never know that Hall won't sign there. You never know. True. No, if they what, if, what happens if they if they go even run. win a couple rounds and yeah. he's like, oh, I kind of like the the mood around this dressing room. Yeah, you well, never. That's know. the thing. That's the thing is that like this. I think this is a good gamble for for Jacob because right. you know he's not pushing it. But he's letting Hall kind of get his bearings, get comfortable. Um, and the fact that he's able to make this trade before the Christmas break, right? He gets to go down there and spend winter in Arizona. <laughs> For whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he gets to enjoy his get settled into to his new environment. And who knows? Maybe he there's mutual interest there in, in the offseason. It is a yeah. very... I think advanced. this checks a lot of boxes for... It is a very advanced statsy kind of move to yeah. trade for a rental this early. Yeah. 
Totally. It definitely yeah. gives them a leg up on on possible extension talks in, yeah, exactly. in June. Right. So. But yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I meant to ask you. If no, you... for sure. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do. Right. I don't think they're good enough to be tops in the Pacific, um, especially with Vegas coming back up. Right. Uh, I still believe the Flames are in a top three team. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver could still sneak their way up there too. Right? So, yeah, there's lots of question marks in that division for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're almost at 40 minutes on this, so uh, yeah. Cut we it should short. probably uh, pull the plug. Pull the plug. <laughs> <laughs> thanks Cut. so thanks so much for joining us, Grant. Yeah, and, man. Uh, Appreciate coming on in the studio. Love it. It's got to be uh, yeah, Hockey Podnet first. Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think Hockey Podnet needs a, a budget for yeah. flying people into the studio. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Central Division, killing it. <laughs> my my yeah. bookie is gonna help pay for the my bookie yeah there you go my bookie's gonna start help paving the way for that get your budget bets. get your bets in get your bets in promo code thpn let's do it awesome <laughs> thanks man <laughs> thank you yeah thanks Grant. so last but not least tomorrow night tonight i guess if you're listening to this on thursday uh-huh. is the carolina hurricanes visiting the avs at home at the pepsi center yeah. Gruby will get the start. I would assume. I can't imagine Frankie's going to get the back-to-backer. Probably not. Even though he played really well last night, I don't think he played that well. Yeah, he had a good game. That was good. Actually, that's not very fair to say. He played really good. Yeah. yeah. He did play really, really good. Like As, if it, as if per was, usual. If it was Wednesday, Friday, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, right. Back to back nights. I Gruby deserves to get back in the night too. He played mm-hmm. great in St. Louis. We talked about it. I mean, yeah, there, you know, he hasn't really been, you know, negative upon no. the team in really any outing this year. So, and that goes for both what goals. In, ten know, good situation. Ten two and one or something for year for Frankie. I think nine two or was no, it? He was it nine. is. Yeah, you're right. Ten two and one then, or is it ten one and one? God dang it! Nah, he had eleven. I think you're right. Anywho, Anywho, he's got like a, what, nine probably, I don't know to add it up now, but he had like a, what, 969 in this one. So I think he's at like probably a good solid 941 or so. Jeebus. 10, he's, two, and one. Yeah. 934 on the year. Yeah, he's with right a up there. 2.16 goals against. Killing it, Frankie, man. The silly cider. Yeah, is yes, yes, it. the silly cider. You know what, Pierre? I think we're going to, I think we're going to get it done. I think we're going to get silly cider to be the, the the new thing. Screw the right-handed goalie. <laughs> yeah. Right-handed catcher. <laughs> Silly cider, bro. Silly cider is <laughs> legit. But yeah, Carolina coming up. Uh, no slouch of a team. Uh, Definitely not. By any means. So, you know, can't take them lightly. That's for sure. You know, Dougie Hamilton scoring goals from center ice. Uh, Got to watch out for that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Gruby, do not cheat on the dump-ins. Yeah, watch out no for dice. that. The Carolina Hurricanes are 21-11-2. It's impressive, man. I would have never guessed that. I would have never guessed that for any season of the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> they have 44 points. Yeah. Uh, the Avs basically have the same. Like It's 47, but it's like... Very similar year going. Yeah, and they're... Honestly, I think they're a very similar team. Yeah, it's probably not. They, they, probably don't, not have, they don't have McKinnon. <laughs> but Aho is pretty good. Taravainen's pretty good. Svechnikov. Svechnikov. Scoring the lacrosse goals, goal. man. Jeez. Oh, the good lacrosse goal. Watch out. Isn't that like a whole other factor like that a goalie has to worry about now? Like, who's actually worried yeah, about see, that? Yeah, see, so now Zadorov, rather than just going to the net <laughs> to play the wraparound on the ice, yeah. has to play the wraparound in the air as well. Oh, oh man. Boy. Oh, That's boy. a lot of work. He's probably just going to stand in the front of the crease. Just cover Svechnikov, okay? It's all good. Uh, yeah, so, like, they're good. Another thing yeah. about them is they're 11-6-2 on the road. Their Damn. home and away splits are pretty much even. So it's not, like, you don't have that to lean on. Yeah, they ain't no slouch on the road. Yeah. They've you know? won two in a row. It's it's going to be a tough night on, on Thursday. But yeah, coming off the back to back too is not going to make it e- any easier. Keep it rolling, but you got your starting goalie in net. He should be 
just as good as he was in St. Louis. I, yeah, I would expect be, nothing less. Should be nice and fresh, ready to go. So, you know, I you know, I don't think it's gonna be. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be a bad game. You know, I, I they played really well for the most part against Chicago. One thing I'd like to point out as well: your Colorado Avalanche are first in the league in goals per game. Yes, we are. Yeah. Uh, Which makes me very happy inside. Not a bad stat at all. This team has proven line in, lying out, night in, night out, that they can score anywhere. So, you know, it's good. It's good. One thing that the Avs really need to worry about, surprise, surprise, penalty kill. Yeah. The Carolina Hurricanes have the league's fifth best power play. 24.3%. Yeah, damn. Uh, don't take penalties. That's how you avoid that. The Avalanche don't penalty kill very good, so please don't take penalties, Kadri. Yes, yeah, yeah. Keep that stick down, buddy. We don't need any more four-minute minors going on here. Gerard, maybe don't do stupid stuff. I mean, you yeah. didn't get a penalty on Wednesday, but just don't, please. Yeah, let's, let's keep that uh, out of the game. But yeah, you know, should be an exciting game. Two uh really skilled squads. Yeah, going this up is going to be a other. back and forth one for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be a really good game. So, looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, coming off the back to back, and then uh, getting back home, enjoy the home cooking. Yeah, and let's continue from the Blackhawks win, and uh, let's start another big stretch of wins. Yeah, I mean, how many more games till we get to St. Louis again, right? We should be able to put put a string together here. Yeah. <laughs> St. Louis was, ah, it's on the second. We better win at okay. least five. We don't have as much time as I, I, I thought we did, but yeah. You know. That being said, uh, we're recording a week from Christmas. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow night, Tuesday night, Tuesday, Thursday night is six days of Christmas. So Merry Chris- Christmas, everyone. Wow. Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. And go <laughs> and go bet on some hockey games. Spend all your Christmas money. My bookie. Spend all your may, hey. Double up your Christmas money so you can right. go buy your Christmas gifts and bet more. There you go. That's exactly how you don't get addicted to gambling. Right? Like Hall just went to Minnesota. They're they're playing or sorry, went to Arizona. They're playing Minnesota coming up, you know. Maybe you want to bet on that? I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Could happen. terrible Uh, anyway uh, thanks for listening and we will catch you on Monday yeah woo Monday 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 (laughs) start doing that (laughs) don't forget to visit us on Twitter at offside by a mile to join our conversation and have your voice heard also, check out the rest of the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet and the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast there or anywhere you get your podcasts from. The biggest thing you can do to support us is by going to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and giving us a five star rating. Also, if you're looking to donate to the network, visit the Hockey Podcast Network's Patreon page. All donations go straight to the podcast host. Thanks, and see you next episode. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.